Amen. Let's open up our Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9 verse 36. And uh, we're continuing on the Sunday nights. We're going through a series called We Are the Church. And, uh, you know, I wanted to bring to our attention, you know, some solid truths when it comes to being the church. And because, you know, we are the church. You know, this is God's church. But you and I, every single one of us, we're members in the body of Christ. And last week I preached a message called Renew My Witness. This was last Sunday. Tonight I'm going to preach a message called Renew My Vision. Renew My Vision. Because how many of you know we can lose our vision? Amen. We can lose our passion. Uh, and I'm throwing out there, you know, just talk back to me. What, how do we lose our passion? Yell it out. How do we lose passion? Anyone? Temptations. Temptations. Good. Anyone else? What else? We lose focus. What else? What causes us to lose focus? Can anyone yell out? Yell out. Go, go, go. Distractions. Good, man. Come on. You get a sticker and you get... <laughs> Amen. You know, we, and all these things, you, you know, saying we, we can lose our focus. We can lose our vision. And for us to be the church that God has called us to be, we must see people how Jesus sees them. Amen. That we must see them how Jesus see them. And in our text, we find how wonderful our Savior is. Listen to Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes, this is Jesus, right? When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. God, I pray tonight, renew our vision. Some of us have lost it. Some of us have, our vision have been blurred. I pray tonight, God, that we would see people just how you see them. God, you would see, it would help us, Lord, that when we look out into our homes and in our families, Lord God, help us to see the heart that we can be able to minister to them. I pray, encourage us as a church. May we continue to be the light, the, the salt of the earth, God. I pray, help us to be your bride, God, that would glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Number one, let's consider open our eyes. We need God to open our eyes. Can you say amen? God, open our eyes to see the need of people. God, open our eyes to see the lost, the broken. God, let us never walk out on the streets and see people just the way they are. Oh, they look like they got it all together. Oh, wow, nice cars. But deep inside, you know what God has, has seen deep inside their hearts? And he's like, man, these people are broken. These people are empty. And Jesus, I mean, he is the master. He is the, the man. He, he's like, he saw the true condition of their hearts. He saw that their heart and he, he saw what was inside and he discerned whether what kind of faith they had. Mark chapter 2 verse 5, Jesus saw their faith. He saw their faith and he said, son, your sins are forgiven you. Jesus, he saw man and he can see beyond the heart. And how many know when God sees us, the Bible tells us, you know, man looks at the outward, but God sees the heart. He sees the heart. He sees beyond the, the facade that people put on. Man, before I became a Christian, I, I, was, uh, I came from a home that was just messed up, domestic violence. There was just, you know, just, you know, everything. And so I tried to, you know what, fill my life up to try and uh, compensate for what's happening at home. So I tried hanging out with the boys just to, you know, oh man, drinking and being in relationships. And so I put on this front. I put on this facade like I had it all together. But deep inside my mind, in my heart, I was weary, I was scattered, I was tired. 
I was scattered. Ah, scattered is talking about right there. You know, people with no hope, no future. There's, there's, there, the minds are, uh, you know what, everywhere. Weary is, uh, you know what, we're, we're wearied by life and life circumstances. And like sheep without a shepherd, Jesus saw the man. They're, they're like sheep without a shepherd. You know, they, they need a pastor. They need a, a man. They need someone who can love them and someone who can, you know what, take care of them and lead them. They, like a sheep without a shepherd. And Jesus sees the multitude. They have no God. They have no faith. They have no love. They have no home. What about us tonight as the church? You know, we can come, clap our hands and say, oh, yeah, that's victory in Jesus. And then all of a sudden we go out in the streets and, man, we, we don't see how God sees them. And we are called to be the church. We're called to be the, the refuge. You know what? That we can open up our doors. We can open up our homes. But there's, there's a problem when we as people, as believers, don't see them how God sees them. That, you know what, maybe someone has, is covered all in tats and you're like, oh, no, psh, no, psh, too, too hard, too hard. Man, do, do, do we see people how God sees them? You know what, oh, they might have a nice car education. Oh, yeah, they got all together. They don't, don't need Jesus. Man, they're, they're hopeless without Christ. All of us were like that. We're weary. We're tired of life. We, we need spiritual rest. And Jesus is calling out. He's giving out invitation. He's saying, man, come unto me. Those who are weary, he's, he's calling out. Those of you who are weary, I've got a VIP request for you to come and join me. He's saying, come unto me and I will give you rest. And here it is, Jesus sees the people. He sees them and he, he knows, man, these guys are weary. And I'm praying, you know what, God, help us to see our city. Help us to see those around us without hope, without love. Uh, help us to see our own families the way you see them, God. That we can be gracious to them, that we could love them, that we could see our old friends who need the gospel, that we can, you know, not be involved with them in their sin, but win them out of their sin. Come on, somebody. That we don't have to get involved with their drugs and their liquor. We don't have to get involved with that, but we can say, man, God loves you. He wants to bring you out of darkness into his light. Can we be the church again? God's calling us to, to rise up again and say, listen, it's time to get out of the four walls. It's time to get out into the streets and begin to minister to the weary and the scattered. What about you tonight? Are you able to see with spiritual eyes and see the weary? Are you able to look beyond yourself and see those who are lost? We need our spiritual eyes to be open. Can you say amen? We must be able to discern the heart's true condition. You know, D.L. Moody, a powerful evangelist, he told a story of his conversion, and this is what he said. When I was in Boston, I used to attend a Sunday school class, and then one day my teacher came, found me at my workplace, and he put his hand on my shoulder, and he told me, I remember you from my Sunday school class. And he talked to me about Christ. He talked to me and said, how's my soul going? I had not felt that I even had a soul until he spoke to me. And I said to myself, this is a very strange thing. Here is a man who never saw me till lately, and he is weeping over my sins, and I never shed a tear about them. But I understand it now and know that know what it is to have a passion for men's, men's souls and weep over their sins. I don't remember what he said, but I can still feel the power of that man's hand on my shoulder tonight. The concern and tears of a godly teacher resulted in a conversion of a man who saw millions of souls saved in his evangelic 
campaigns or his meetings. This guy, D.L. Moody, was a powerful evangelist, but he, he got saved because someone was so moved that he cried. He was like, man, like, you know what, crying over their sins. And I was reading that story. I was like, man, could that be us? That when we see people, that we, we weep for them. That when we see our loved ones, man, it's, it breaks our hearts. Be like, man, oh, brother, I, uh, sis, I know what you're going through, and I know God can help you. What about us tonight? That we can, you know, we can feel that. That we can see that, and we can be moved with this compassion. But secondly, let's talk about open our hearts. Open our eyes. Number two, open our hearts. Because seeing means much more than just being aware of spiritual needs. It means responding. All right, this is the next thing. When we see, are we moved? We are the church. God has designed the church to reach the lost. God has designed the church to cater for the community. But we must have our eyes and our hearts open. Can you see? say amen? That we see and then we respond. Jesus saw them and he was moved with compassion. Compassion is this deep moving attitude. One man said, and I quote, Compassion can't be measured in dollars and cents. It does come with a price tag. But that price tag isn't the amount of money spent. The price tag is love. That we ought to be moved. We ought to be moved with love. That we can begin to see them and now respond with love. Jesus gave, gave, um, gave a parable. A earthly story with a heavenly meeting in Luke chapter 10. I'm going to read. It's a parable of the Good Samaritan. Listen to this story. It says in verse 25, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he said, and, and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, This is Jesus. He spoke to this guy and said, You have rightly answered. Do this and you will live. But he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, But who is my neighbor? And then Jesus gives a story. Verse 30, Then Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came, looked, and passed by to the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, watch this, and when he saw him, he had compassion. What did he do next? Verse 34, so he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. On the next day when he departed, he took out two denarii, gave them to the innkeeper and said, Take care of him. Whatever more you spend, when I come again, I'll repay you. So which of these do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. And then Jesus said, Go and do likewise. You see, it's a message for us that we should go and do likewise. And God, uh, Jesus chose deliberately. The characters of this story, he chose a Samaritan as the hero of the story because the Samaritans and the Jews, they had this rivalry against each other. And Jesus saying, listen, your neighbor isn't who you think he is. Your neighbor, listen, is the one that, you know what, is the Samaritan in the story. But when you see this Samaritan that you've got 
grief with and you've got rivalry with, listen, the opportunity to rise and when you see them, what will you do? Are you moved with compassion? Are you moved by what you see? Are you just going to be like these other priests and Levites who are religious? They see it but never are moved. I believe God is calling us to be the good Samaritan. That we must see people the way God sees them and we must have an open heart to now go to them, bandage their wounds, pour on the medicine, pour on the, put them on our own animal, brings them into, I mean, everything is taken care of. And so it leads us now to our third point, opening our souls to prayer. Because here it is, we see, we respond, but you know what we must keep doing? We must keep on praying for these things to happen. Matthew chapter 9, verse 38. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. You see, for the church, for you to feel the burden of souls, you must pray. You got to pray for people. We will never feel the burden unless one is in prayer. Labor for the harvest always comes and is linked with prayer. That when we see harvest that it's coming in, when we see souls coming and getting saved, it is linked with someone's prayers. You're sitting here tonight because a grandma was praying for you. You're sitting here tonight because of an auntie or an uncle who is a believer who prayed for you that you can come to church and sit down and listen to the gospel being preached. Some of you are here tonight because someone witnessed to you. Someone, some of you are here tonight because someone has uh, been laboring through years of prayer, been praying, God, deliver them from drugs. God, bring them out of the world. God, bring them to a church where the gospel can be preached. And I'm telling you, this is exactly what we need to keep on doing, praying that the Lord of the harvest, that we send more laborers into the harvest field. We need laborers to reap the harvest. We need laborers to raise more harvesters. That the church should now begin to go and do likewise. We send out people, our church, the Potter's House Church, you know what we do? We go and plant out churches. We, we say, okay, listen, we're going to plant out a church, one into Sunshine Coast, one out into Underwood. Let's send out a church out into Beanley. And what ends up happening is, okay, who's working in the church? Who are you working with? Who's the couples that you're working with? Right, are they disciples? Do they know Jesus? And then what will happen is, all right, let's send them out to another church. They begin to raise up another church over there. Then they begin to raise more harvesters and decide. And it's just a ripple effect that's going on. I'm telling you tonight that we ought to keep on praying for laborers in the harvest. I was sharing with the guys, you know what, like I shared tonight, we can become so frustrated. God, where are the laborers, Jesus? I'm speaking to myself, God, how come, you know what, we only have, you know, certain people in our church. Oh, God, and God reminded me saying, listen, Bobby, what you have is right here. And sometimes like, we can get frustrated, but one thing that we need to remind ourselves is we need to be grateful for who's here. And be grateful and it changes our attitude. Say, like, you know what, God, thank you. Thank you for bringing certain people here. Thank you for Noah that's faithful in the morning, come by himself and just did the whole thing by himself of the offering. Thankful for faithful men and women. Thank you for Marion and Deborah. Thank you for the people who are faithful for Anne on the sound desk. Thank you for the Sunday school workers who take care of the kids. God, raise up more laborers though. Come on, we need more men and women to rise up and fill the need. We need a bass player we need more laborers to get up on stage and we need more laborers to now begin to win souls because I'm telling you, this church is going to build a church that we begin to raise disciples and begin to send people out into different nations, different cultures. 
reaching people, seeing the lost saved. And this is exciting. This is the adventure that every single one of us is involved in. And I'm telling you, we don't see it now, but it's going to play out in, in the future. So thirdly, and I close, let's open up our lives. We are the church. We must make ourselves available. That means opening up our homes, opening up our fridge. Some of us don't even have much in our fridges. I speak of myself. <laughs> but I'm telling you what, cheese toasties go a long way. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I remember being, uh, you know, a young man, a disciple, and I'm, I'm gone to this old couple's house. And they begin to invite me over. And I'm like, man, I'm this street kid. And they invite me over and they had a meal. And it was cheese toasted sandwich. I'm like, and here they're sharing the Bible with me, sharing the God. I'm just like, wow. Thank, and I, remember, I was like, man, man, these are the best cheese toasters in the world. Because I, I was just like, man, the word is amazing. I'm just, I just want to stay saved. I just want to live for Jesus. And I'm telling you, when you open your house to, you know what, like my, people like myself, <laughs> raggedy, people <laughs> massive afros that you know don't listen they don't like authority they just like man how, how did i make it i don't know it's jesus <laughs> i'm telling you because i'm preaching the gospel today because i know there are people here men and women here tonight you've got the same story like mine maybe even worse huh? <laughs> but i'm telling you, you know what god is able to take our mess and turn it into a message he's able to do it god knows us he's placed you in this congregation for a reason that as you continue to be faithful, to come to church, to, you know what, hey, pastor, where can I help? What can I do to assist? You know, I preached the other week about armor bearers. Man, we need men and women to be armor bearers. To say, you know what, pastor, we got this. This is our church. We're going to be a part of this congregation. We'll, we'll see whatever needs to be done. We'll be involved. Amen. But will we see how Christ sees? And are we moved by what moves Christ? Will we answer the call to pray for laborers and be a laborer ourselves? I mean, it's time we rise up as a church to have a renewed perspective and a new passion. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed tonight. Renew my vision. Maybe you're here tonight and you know what? Life has gotten a toll on you and you've lost your vision. Listen, Jesus is calling you to come. Maybe you're the, like this story and you're like, man, you're, you're weary, you're scattered. The term scattered is, you know what? No direction, there's no hope, no purpose. Maybe that's you tonight. You know, the Bible talks about the broad path and the narrow path. Jesus said, you know, many are on the broad path that leads to destruction, but narrow is the gate that leads to eternal life. I want to ask you a question. What sort of, what road are you on tonight? Are you on the broad path that is heading towards hell? Or are you on the narrow path that leads towards heaven? There will come a day, my brother, my sister, when we all stand before God. You know what? Let me ask you the question. Where will you spend eternity if you were to die tonight? The Bible says it's appointed for man to die once and then comes the judgment. We will stand before God. And listen, you're not going to stand before God and be like, oh, my mom was a Christian. My mom went to church. Oh, yeah, I went to church on Sunday. You know what Jesus says to those? He goes, depart from me. I never knew you. You know, we can come to church and sing some songs and shake people's hand and be all religious but Jesus will turn around and say oh I never knew you depart from me you who practice lawlessness but then he says to those well done good and faithful servant enter into the joy of 
your Lord. You're here tonight. You know you're not right with God. You know you're not saved. You're, you're backslidden away from God. I want you to do one simple thing. Say, you be honest. Say, yep, that's me. I want you to raise your hand up with mine and say, yes, that's me. I'm not saved. My heart's not right with God. I want to be forgiven. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. Say, yes, that's me. Lift it up. No one looking around. This is just between you and God. Amen. I see that hand. God bless you. I see that hand. I see these hands going up. Amen. God bless you. Anyone else? You're not right with God. Amen. I see that hand. Anyone else? Lift it up. God bless you. God bless you. You're not right with God. I see that hand. God bless. Anyone else? You're not right with the Lord. You're backslid in your heart. Come back to Jesus. He, he wants to save you. He wants to redeem you. He wants to give you a purpose. He wants to give you hope. He wants to give you rest. It starts with giving your life to Jesus. Lift it up. You're here tonight. You're not saved. You're not right with the Lord. You're backslidden. You've gone. You once had a walk with Jesus. You once had a relationship with Christ, but you're away from God. Lift it up tonight. God bless you. I see these hands. Amen. Honest people here tonight. God bless. Anyone else? You lift it up. Say, yep, that's me. Pastor, you're preaching to me tonight. That message is for me. I'm weary. I'm scattered. I need to be saved. If that's you, lift it up. No one looking around. God loves you. He loves you. He, you know what? He wants to give you a future and a hope. But will you respond and be forgiven of your sins? God can give you eternal life in heaven. Hallelujah. I see these hands. Amen. My brothers and sisters, you lifted up your hand. Look up at me for a second. Amen. You met that? Amen. Come. Come. Would you meet me at the front here? Amen. God bless. Come, my brother as well. Come. Come out of your seat. Just stand here with us. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless you, man. Amen. Just stand here. We're just going to pray. Pray a prayer together. And I uh, just want you guys to, ladies, just repeat this prayer after me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me. I'm asking you to come into my heart. Cleanse me from my sins. Forgive me. I'm asking you deliver me from my sins, my addictions, from the world. Help me to be a disciple, a believer that will follow you. Tonight, I repent. I turn from my sins and I turn to you. I choose the narrow path that leads to life. And I thank you that you love me in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm just going to pray for you right now. Father God, in Jesus' name right now, touch, Lord God, our brother. Touch our brother right now, Jesus. Lord God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the new creation that you make here tonight, Lord God. Touch my sister right now, Father. Lord, loose your spirit, Father God, minister upon them right now. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Church, these altars are open. Why don't we come and find a place to pray at this altar? Amen. If God's spoken to you, amen, we can come and find a place to pray at this altar. Come. If God's spoken to you at your, uh, through the message, why don't you come and find a place to pray? Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you're doing. God, I pray that in these times, Lord God, that you'd help, Lord God, us as a church, that we would be the church that you've called us to be. God, that we would leave the world and, and be called to you. God, that we won't have to put up a front anymore, but we'll be real. Lord God, that we would see people just the way you see us. God, that you loved us so much that you forgave us. Help us to do the same to others. God, that we would reach out to them, Lord, not to get involved with the sin, but to reach out and bring them from their sin. Lord, by only you alone, Jesus, help us to be the church. Lord, you renew our witness, but tonight renew our vision. Lord, some of us have been weary, tired, fatigued, but I pray, Lord, renew our vision. 
a fresh perspective and a fresh passion. God, that we could see how you see people, that we'd be moved by what moves your heart, what breaks your heart. God, break our hearts, oh God. Lord, that we would weep, God, with those who weep. God, that we'd weep over those who are in their sins. God, that we would see our families and cry. God, that we'd be moved in tears, oh Lord God. That we would fast and pray, God, that we'd rise to new levels in our Christianity, in our faith. Lord, help us not to settle for second best. Help us not to settle for this world. But God, we stand on your word alone. Help us, oh God, that we could be a church that continues to shine your light. God, in this dark and dying world, Lord God, that you continue to fill us up, Lord. Fill us up with your spirit. Fill us up with your anointing. Jesus, minister, Lord God, in this place. In Jesus' name, Lord, have your way, God. Oh, yes, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Those of you who are here tonight, you know, you, you feel this message. You're like, man, that's me. I, I've lost my vision. I've lost my passion. If that's you, don't you come stand at this altar. We're going to pray a fresh feeling of the Holy Ghost over your life. If that's you, you come out of your seat, stand at the altar. You need a fresh feeling. You're like, man, I, I, that was me. I, man, I need, I need God again. Uh, you've lost your vision. Come, come stand at this altar. We'll pray for you. I'm going to pray for you tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, bless you, Jesus. Oh, Ramamasio. Maybe God's spoken to you tonight about, you know, being involved. Maybe God's speaking to you about, you know, being a part in this, in this congregation, that you're going to plant yourself here and say, you know what, I want to be used in this church. I want to, I want to if there's a need in this church, maybe to clean or to, you know, be involved in, in, in ministry, I'll, I'll put my hand up. God's speaking to you tonight. If that's you, you, you want to get involved, come stand at this front. We're going to pray for you. And God will begin to give you fresh passion and fresh perspective again. Come, if that's you, God's been speaking to you about getting involved and, and stepping up your game. Would you come stand at this altar? We'll pray for you tonight. Oh, God, minister in this place, Lord God. I pray for more laborers. God, I pray, Father God, as we continue, Father God, to, to, to pray the prayer that you wanted us to pray, God, that we would pray for more laborers, that we would see more souls. God, raised up, Lord God, and more disciples to be raised up, to be the church that you've called us to be. Let's sing a song of worship, consuming fire. Oh, yes, consuming fire. My heart's desire. Oh, how I need. 